God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Welcome to a new day. It's day 33 of our 90-day challenge, and the topic is Holy is the Lord. Be careful to do what it says, then you will truly be successful. The book of Isaiah, chapter 6, 1 through 13. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See? This has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. He said, Go and tell this people, Be ever hearing but never understanding. Be ever seeing but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused, make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Then I said, for how long, Lord? And he answered, until the cities lie ruined and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and the fields ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. And though a tenth remains in this land, it will again be laid waste. But as the terebinth and oak leaves stumps when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. And that ends our reading for today. Our worship thought again is holy is the Lord. When the time comes to do what God has placed us in the earth to do, we all begin with excitement. We have huge dreams and big ideas. We feel like we can take over the world and we live in anticipation of one day becoming a best-selling author or one day pastoring the 5,000 member church or one day earning that ideal position. But what happens when you are sent to do something that doesn't look like the dream you imagined? How do you respond when God says, I have need of you in the dangerous parts of town or in the church around the corner from the megachurch? My Aunt Catherine is an amazing singer. We call her Aunt Kitty. Aunt Kitty's voice is so heavenly 
and unique that if she wanted to, she could have a record deal tomorrow. She has sung around the world with some of the world's greatest, but she reminded me one day that like Isaiah, she had surrendered her gift to the Lord, which meant she had no say where God could send her. She was only responsible for obeying him without rebuttal. While the Lord did take her around the country, she sang with great gospel singers and directed choirs by the hundreds. A few years ago, the Holy Spirit led her to join a church that had no choir. The church didn't have a praise dance ministry, and the month she joined, they had started the praise team. Why? Because she was <laughs> the praise team. <laughs> when we spoke about this transition, my aunt told me something I pray I never forget. She said, Jojo, that's my nickname. Now, don't y'all call me Jojo on the comments. Or I will slash your tires. Let me continue. She said, Jojo, when I told the Lord to send me, I meant what I said. I didn't tell God I will go here, but I won't go there. I didn't give God a salary requirement or a writer. I didn't say yes, but make sure the church has a perfect sound system. No, Jojo, as ministers of God, we don't have the right to tell God what we won't do. If he sends us to the storefront or to the shelter, the key is obedience, not convenience. Months later, I found myself preaching in a very small church, no air conditioning, no fancy instruments and no hospitality. An hour into the service, they didn't even know I was the guest preacher. In fact, the usher asked me, could I play keys because the musician did not show up? But my aunt's words rushed to my mind. The prophet Isaiah said, send me. And so had I. I had asked the Lord to use me no matter what. The atmosphere was not what I expected, but these people needed a word from the Lord too. What if you are wrestling with promotion prejudice. You want God to do it one way, but he has need of you in other ways. What if you are fighting the small church syndrome or the minimum wage job or the person who is not as attractive being a spouse or a significant other? But what if God is saying, this is exactly who and where I need you to be? Are you sure you want God to send you? When we surrender our gifts, my friends, God doesn't ask for a writer filled with our wants. God wants a ride or die disciple available to go wherever he says go. You know, I have to be really honest with you. I worry sometimes about our popular preachers today. Our contracts and honorariums can tempt us to ignore the places where people need Christ the most. What if Jesus charged a registration fee in the land where the woman who was stricken with this issue of blood needed to be healed. She had given all to the poor. She had given everything she had. She had spent money on physicians and she had nothing. What if Jesus didn't heal her because she didn't have enough to attend the conference? Mm. Lord, please help us. I know, yes, that we must have balance and everything. And I know all about church budgets and event planning. And I know that compensation here is measured by monetary dollars, but your work for the kingdom will be calculated in heaven. I thought you signed up for ministry, not money. Please don't get so caught up in the hype that you decline an engagement all because it won't pay you enough. You did say, send me, I'll go. And that is exactly what God wants to do. When Isaiah agreed to go for God, he didn't know he would be committing to a lifetime of rejection. 
He didn't know his story would make up 66 chapters in the Old Testament. He didn't know he was signing up to prophesy to an unrepentant people for 64 years. He would have never known that God would assign him to prophesy during the reign of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. Isaiah just said yes because he saw the Lord. He didn't see his salary. He saw the Lord. He didn't see his retirement package. He saw the Lord. And what Isaiah teaches the worshiper to do is to see God and trust him to do the rest. Isaiah's call was difficult. It had several challenges. For most of his life, his one sentence sermon was repent and get right with God. For though your sins are scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Isaiah 1:18. The same year Isaiah was called was the same year King Uzziah died which meant that Judah's human hope to set things right was gone. But Isaiah learned even through the most difficult year of his life that the Lord was still on the throne. What gave Isaiah the ammunition to keep going was the beginning of Isaiah chapter six. Isaiah saw the Lord. God gave him a vision that kept him motivated even when the going got tough. God showed him a glimpse of heaven on earth and above the Lord who is high and exalted were seraphim who cried, holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah saw God. And one of the most popular phrases the late Bishop Carolyn Webb would say to us at every New Dimensions convention was, you've got to see God. Because we're positioned just to see the hand of God. say you just right for a miracle but ah uh, ah uh, you just been positioned hallelujah you just been positioned to see when Isaiah saw and heard the seraphim cry, holy is the Lord Almighty, the sound of their voices forced Isaiah to cry out too. Truly he had seen the king. The Lord Almighty in one true encounter will carry you through a lifetime of frustration. I'll say it again, one true encounter will carry you through a lifetime of frustration. Maybe what you need is an encounter, not a raise. Maybe what you need to do is remember what God has already shown you instead of complaining about what you are seeing right now. Isaiah's life proves that one encounter with God will give you the motivation necessary to keep going. So keep going. Keep obeying even when obedience is no longer popular. Keep going. Keep obeying even when they don't say thank you. Keep going. Stay consistent in your assignment and watch God make you holy in the process. Our worship work today is to write a letter back to God in response to the love letter that you read yesterday. Yesterday, as God reminded us that his banner over us was love, now I want you to write a letter back to God and remember this, even when you are not as holy, God is holy. So glorify him in that revelation today.
I will lift my voice and I will sing. I will sing holy, holy to my Lord and Savior, my God and King. I will sing holy, holy. I will praise the Lamb of God who sits upon the throne. I will worship Him and give the praise to Him alone. He who was and is and is to come, I will sing before the throne forever, forever. The angels bow down at the thought of you. The darkness gives way to the light for you. And forever I'll praise you. Because you're holy. Yes. Holy. You're holy. 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 You're holy, you're holy. holy. Forever I'll praise you, and forever I'll worship you. My life is in your hands. You are holy, matchless in all. Always ancient of days, righteous God, you are perfect God, you are wonderful, you are and marvelous, you are, you are holy. I will praise the Lamb of God who sits upon the throne. I will worship him and give the praise to him alone. Only you are worthy. He who was and is and is to come. I will sing before the throne forever.